Hey, it's Tessa. Welcome. This podcast is for all the people. This is for all the people who feel or think or believe, whichever verb you'd like, that society has written a path for you based on your gender, your sexual orientation, your ethnicity, your religious views, what state you live in, what country you're from, or any other identifying factor. You know, all those preconceived notions that lead people to pigeonhole other people and and I would say limit other people by placing those labels on them because those labels come with preconceived notions which then stop everybody's forward progression. And this is a tricky topic and it's complex but there was this really fascinating opinion piece in the New York Times this weekend written by the creator of the OA, Britt Marling. And the opinion piece is called, I don't want to be the strong female lead. Like, really attention-getting, right? Of course women want to be the strong female lead. At least that's the goal. At least I think that should be the goal. But she brings out these really fascinating points that we as society in the United States have written certain trajectories for men and for women in novels and television and film. And she brings up the notion that females who are thought of as independent and strong and fierce and beating their own drum had to be met with these tragic deaths. And that's how film and television and books dealt with women who were strong and independent. And I thought, wow, that's weird. But then you think about it and you're like, huh, okay, she's right. Think of Joan of Arc. Think of Thelma and Louise. Vastly different individuals. All women who beat to their own drum thought a little differently. And they all had to have a tragic death. And those are kind of the women we still talk about, right? Like, people still talk about Thelma and Louise. And I'm pretty sure it's been at least 30 years, I'm guessing. 25, 30 years since, since Thelma and Louise. A while. And that's still how we're thinking about it. And I accept that my viewpoint of this might be skewed since I strongly identify with my culture in Sweden and that culture being one where women a thousand years ago during Viking times were allowed to rule and own land and choose whether or not to be married and fight and be warriors. And Swedes are not perfect. Swedes do a really damn good job of gender equality and gender parity and I remember being in the airport in Stockholm and hearing an announcement that the government had declared that God is neither a man nor a woman in Sweden and it would just the deity would just be referred to as God no gender attached to it I mean there's some attention to detail in this thought that they're using in Sweden but Swedes also get it wrong so There's all these Viking graves throughout Scandinavia, right? They're great warlords that came back from their travels, which is a really nice way to describe Vikings, right? They're little dainty travels, and they came back from, yes, so those people. When they came back, they were buried, those who died, you know, and were buried. They have that rune stone above their grave, some, and some were buried in mounds, depending on tribal affiliations. And some of these graves that have been dug up in Uppsala in central Sweden 
or identified in the early 1900s as males and these were vikings that were buried with their horses and buried with their swords and these great jewels and you could tell that they were you know rulers of their communities based on what was buried with them well it turns out some of those that were identified as men were actually women vikings and it was these women who were ruling the world and ruling their communities and making the hard decisions and yet even swedes went in there and excavated and made preconceived decisions that these Vikings were men. They were not. They were women. So I will admit, not a perfect view in Sweden, but they're doing a pretty good job. And a lot of times it feels like they're doing a lot better than 2020 Texas. And I live in the bluest part of Texas, in Austin. Still, some days it's like, wow, Britt Marling has a point. For women to be the strong lead... They have to either die tragic death or they have to start embodying some male traits. Like think about women when they write them as leads, as assassins or as spies. You know, we have this great history of spy films, but very few female spy leads. And when you see a female spy, she has to either be emotionally inept or cold or she has to be difficult in some way. She can't just be herself. There has to be some trait that identifies her in some way as a man and I don't know if it's intentional but it seems intentional and that's certainly what this opinion piece says is that it is intentional that you allow that society has allowed women in these roles if they then behave like men and maybe that's a lot like this you know those power suits from the 1980s that women have to be in a pantsuit to behave like a man something I also disagree with but I don't need to delve off into fashion that's getting a little distracting. But do, speaking of pantsuits, I want to talk about politics. I think we see it here too. We see it when campaigns want to get to female voters. At least in meetings I sit in, there's a lot of talk about women want to hear about things like education for kids, healthcare for kids, and women's issues, which is just code for abortion. That's all women want to hear about, apparently, if you think, if you listen to a bunch of campaign meetings. It's wrong. It's 100% wrong, because at least the women I know are strong business leaders. They're CEOs. They're COOs. They want to hear about what property taxes are paying. They want to hear about retirement plans. They want to know why rape kits aren't being analyzed as quickly as they should be they want to know that their government tax laws are being used for something good and not just the same old stuff and i think that's really the key how do we allow good to also be portrayed in a way that can be strong and fierce and independent and be part of a strong leadership because i think that's what a lot of women want to see they want to know the good And I think we all have our preconceived notions about what is good or what isn't good. But how do we get there? And I think part of it might be that we all have this obligation or duty or need or we should make an effort to create a world that we want to live in. Right? Like, if we don't like something, we should do everything in our power to create the world that is the opposite of what we don't like. We don't get any further by just allowing ourselves to 
have the same traits that we dislike, right? Like, I don't think you fight fire with fire. Do the opposite. Let's create a world that we want to live in. And I think now we've finally reached the point where the data is showing that this is true for business too. Because that's the point of this podcast, right? How do we get better advice in business? And I'm going to say life, but that's just me because I love my work. So the data is now showing that if you have a more inclusive leadership and you have a more diverse leadership, you're making more profits, which is fantastic. Because think about it. How are you going to come up with the best ideas if everyone around the table or all your leadership or all your management team look alike, think alike, roughly the same age, ethnicity? You're not going to get very far because everybody's going to offer the same ideas because they have shared experiences that are very similar. You want different ideas that allow for a collaborative message to reach the broadest audience. That's how you help your business. That's how you help your business grow. I also think that is a way to eliminate division, right? When you have a really broad set of ideas contributing, you're breaking down those barriers that divide us. Because this isn't about men versus women or one ethnicity versus another ethnicity. This is about there is room for everybody at that table. And when everybody is at that table, things are better. Your business is making more money. And for all those people who say there's not room for everybody, phooey, I say. Because think about it. Think about things as basic as like buying tires. If there wasn't room for everybody, there wouldn't be multiple places to buy tires from. Or the drugstore. You could buy your drugs. You could get your pharmaceuticals online. You could get them at CVS. You could get them at Walmart. You could get them at Target. You could get them at Walgreens. You could get them at your local mom and pop pharmacy. There's options for everything. There's room and space for everybody. And I think a lot of it, even when we're trying to do good and build the world that we want to live in, sometimes we we F it up, right? Like, I think it's effing, I'm not even going to edit myself. I think it's fucking it all up when you label things and sell products like, oh, this is for the girl boss or woman CEO or I don't know what other products are out there because I find, I find them so infuriating. No, we are taking power away from women when we do that. Because these are not women who are girl bosses. They are women who are bosses. And these are not women who are the woman CEO. They are just the CEO. And we don't want to take away their power because of that. And I think when we add descriptors, as much as we might be well intending, what we're doing is limiting it. And we are allowing others' preconceived notions to say to jump in there you know and i'm guilty of it as rest i know that i recently heard a story about somebody who was arrested for something and i automatically assumed it was a man and that is incorrect it was a woman see we're all guilty of it and it's okay but we should catch ourselves right like i caught myself and i'm hope that i don't make those same assumptions again but we should also think about you know don't refer to girl bosses she's just the boss And as much as we might mean well, let's make sure people have as much power as they can and not increase the division when we do it. So let's just label the people the boss or the CEO and let everybody sink or swim on their own merits. Let's not pay attention to whether or not some 
one is this or that, male or female, woman or man, or this ethnicity or that ethnicity or this religious conviction or that religious conviction. Let's make sure there's space for everybody and that we build a society full of businesses where people are blind to those details because we want our leaders to lead with their own personal strengths. And sometimes those strengths will include empathy. Sometimes they won't. And sometimes they'll include... You know, somebody who is sensitive to butterflies. And sometimes they won't be sensitive to butterflies. But you know what? Everybody should be creating a world where we can have businesses that grow their profits and do good things at the same time. And I am so grateful for the August Business Roundtable release of statement on business in the United States that said we were no longer doing business based on shareholder needs. We're doing business because of a good of society. And that's right, I think along the way somewhere, we lost our thoughts of how are we contributing good? And some of it we did ourselves, right? By these views of what women leaders look like or what leaders with different skin tones look like. When instead we should just say they're the leaders. So let's take our personal responsibility and our corporate responsibility together and make sure that we are creating that world that we want to live in where you're good to yourself and you're good to others and your business is doing good to itself to its employees and to society as a whole because in the end then we all win and we all get lifted up not to mention the basic idea that at the end of the night we're the ones who have to be at peace with our thoughts and our actions so why not do a little good in it We have nothing to lose and everything to gain by creating a world that's just a smidge better. Granted, it could be a lot better, but hey, we'll go with just a smidge for now. So until next time, let's be kind.